Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. Thank you so much for tuning in and being with us today. We are bringing the face of servant leadership to San Diego, to California, to the country, and to the world. Uh, we have a responsibility to give back and take care of our fellow man and women. And what we're doing on the show is sharing the good news, sharing the stories, and empowering people to rise up. We have a great leader with us on the phone, actually, going to be sharing their story and the difference that they're making and really just want to dive right in. Um, we have the Chief Program Officer for New Politics Leadership Academy, Dr. Max Clow. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So what part of the world are you in today? I am located in Boston, Massachusetts. That's where our headquarters is. Boston, Mass, my hometown. I love it. I actually grew oh, up nice. in a town called Situate, about 25 miles south of Boston. I know it well. Nice, nice. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Excited to unpack and share what you guys are up to with the New Politics Leadership Academy. But let's back up a little bit, Max. You know, what's your what's your background? You know, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? What's your professional path been like? Sure. Well, I grew up in Hartford, Connecticut, not so far away from Boston. Awesome. Went to school in D.C. and, you know, never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. The only thing I was sure of was I wanted to serve after college. So yeah. after college, I found a 10-month service program in Israel that changed the course of my life. Um, and it took me a little while to figure out what to do after that, but I, I ended up um, going back on staff of that year-long program. And then what was that I program? got a doctorate. Yeah, it, it was called Project Otsma, and we were doing community service in Israel, um, you know, teaching kids English and running after-school programs and uh, helping out in various ways around the community there. Fantastic. And just fell in love with service in that experience and thought I was delaying my future, but it was really the most important kind of professional step uh, experience I had and ended up going to grad school, studying, uh, got a doctorate in leadership education with a focus on how do you develop leaders through service and ended up at an organization called City Year, which is a national service program, an AmeriCorps program for young adults ages 17 to 24 who do a year of full-time service focused on serving kids in high-need schools. Max, you didn't and know spent... it coming onto this call, but we're kindred spirits. I was oh, a yeah? City Year Corps member in 1998 in Boston. Oh, fantastic. In Boston. Yes. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. That's great. Excellent. So we, you were in 1998. It was actually a little bit before the current focus on school service. So what was your yep. service when you were at City Year? What were you doing? So we, I was actually at an elementary school in a neighborhood, uh, Dorchester, and mm -hmm. I was working one-on-one -on -one with the fourth and fifth graders that had kind of been passed along because financially we didn't have the resources to yep. you know, yep. keep holding them back. And so I had kids in fourth and fifth grade that didn't know how to read, and I would spend 30 minutes with them a week teaching them the alphabet and, you know, had over 80% of them reading books on their own by the yep. end of the year. And Great. then, so Great. that was three days a week. And then um, on Mondays, I was at the New England Aquarium all day volunteering. And then Fridays we would do, um, we would volunteer at different YMCAs or do community and park cleanups. Fantastic. So you know exactly what this is about. And you know, the organization has grown tremendously since 1998. It's now up to 29 sites and 3,000 core members a year. And uh, um, really exciting to see how that organization has developed over the years. Phenomenal. Very much a foundation yeah. of my service. Yep. 
Yep, powerful experience. And I was focused on how do we develop these core members, as they're called, as civic leaders over the course of this really demanding um, full-time service experience. And spent 10 years there and loved it and um, had known of Emily Cherniak, the remarkable founder of New Politics, for many years as she was trying to get this organization started. And about two years ago, she was ready. I, uh, You know, 10 years, it was um, um, time to move on. And she was looking for somebody to build a program to recruit more certain leaders into politics. And so I came on full time at, at the New Politics Leadership Academy two years ago. And now we're trying to bring more servant leaders into politics. Love it. I'm, I'm, I love it. And I'm hoping you guys can make a huge splash because in my humble opinion, our, our current leadership landscape in the political arena is lacking quite a bit. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of which camp or camps you land in, I think across the landscape, I wouldn't look towards our political system for leadership, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we, we look at it and we think what's happening is a symptom of just a lack of servant leaders in politics. And, you know, the, the numbers are fascinating. Back in the 70s, close to more than 70 percent of Congress had served, mostly in the military. They're mostly veterans of World War II. Yeah. And it's currently below 20 percent. It's about 18 percent. And we think there's a correlation there between, you know, just a few members of Congress have served, you know, these in these service organizations that involve putting country above party, country above self, mm. uh, you know, addressing the mission, working together on teams with people from different backgrounds and getting things done for the country. And we think we can transform our politics if we bring more of those folks with that experience back into politics. Love it. Love it. So, you, so you've been with New Politics now for two years? Correct. I'm with the New Politics Leadership Academy, which is a nonpartisan nonprofit that is about recruiting and supporting alumni of service programs to run for office. And we have a sister organization, New, New Politics, which is actually a 527, which can help when people um, step into active campaign mode, when they actually begin running for office. That organization has the political status to support them in a different kind of way. Um, so the nonprofit side is really about the leadership development and education piece. Got it. Okay. So what is, you know, what is the, you know, the mission statement or credo, if you will, of the New Politics Leadership Academy? Sure. We're a nonpartisan nonprofit dedicated to recruiting and supporting servant leaders to serve through politics. We think that these servant leaders are some of the most effective change makers that our country has. They have made the still countercultural life choice to dedicate a significant chunk of their lives to serving the country and putting the country first. And currently there's a lot of them. There's, um, you know, more than a million AmeriCorps alumni, 230,000 returned Peace Corps volunteers, more than 2 million military veterans who have served in the military since 9-11, and only a tiny sliver of those folks currently go into politics. So the lack of servant leadership in our politics is not a reflection of a lack of servant leaders in our country. Um, it's We just need to create a pipeline uh, that makes it easier for these servant leaders to step into that political space that is really counterintuitive and difficult to succeed in. Yeah, it's, um, you know, there, I 100% agree with the, with the numbers and the amount of service members that coming back, whether, you know, it be from the Peace Corps, city year, um, yep. military, I mean, you name it. And then it's like, well, where do, where do these people go, right? Where do these people yep. have you know, these hearts? They're they're all out there still serving. They're doing great things in their communities. 
and working in nonprofits and working in education and business. And um, we just need more of them stepping into politics uh, because we see what politics looks like when it's not about servant leadership. Yeah. So uh, what does that pathway look like in a perfect world from New Politics Leadership Academy standpoint? Great. Well, our flagship leadership development program is called Answering the Call, and I'm very excited to be on your show because our, for our fir first time, we're running it in San Diego this fall. So, uh, you know, Answering the Call is a small group, five-session reflection leadership development experience that invites servant leaders to discern within themselves whether they feel called to step up to politics at this critical time for our country. So it's kind of unique in that it's not a technical training. It's not a motivational seminar. It's not, you know, panels with elected officials. Um, we just invite anybody who has served in the past and who is looking at our current politics and hears a voice in their soul asking them, should I be stepping up right now? We give folks a chance to really spend time with that question and to do it in community with other servant leaders who are seriously grappling with the same question. And we can promise you will emerge from that experience just with a whole lot more clarity. Um, and you know, for some folks that clarity is politics is not for me or I might wanna be a campaign manager or work on staff as opposed to be a candidate. Um, but plenty of folks come through and say, I really will not have integrity with myself if I don't step up right now. And this program gives folks a chance to, to do the work to get to that clarity. Got it. So people come through this program, it's you know five classes or five sessions, and mm -hmm. obviously it's a lot of self-exploration and looking at, okay, you know, is politics the right path for me going forward? Um, what's it been like? So you, you're launching in San Diego coming up this fall, which is fantastic you know we'd love to support you guys with that any way that we can um great what have been past programs what have they looked like i imagine you've done it in boston and probably some other cities as well yeah you know we've run this program more than 70 times in 25 wow. unique cities plus virtually and i should be clear we're running a program in san diego but san diego is one of 17 unique cities we'll be running it in this fall okay. and we always offer multiple virtual options so any listeners who are not in san diego or in any of the other 17 cities where we're physically located you're always able to join uh, via a virtual program and the application process is open and through october 5th so check out our website new politicsacademy.org and you'll find all the information and you can apply there but again we've done it about 70 different times uh, we have some amazing facilitators who have been trained in our model and know how to really hold a space and people just find it very powerful to connect with other servant leaders you know what one of the um, things we, we really enjoy most about this program is that you have spaces where peace, people who have done Peace Corps and people who have served in the Air Force or you know the Marines are coming together with AmeriCorps members, and these folks don't often end up in the same space, but they find they really have a lot in common. And uh, it's just an unusual space where you can really grapple honestly with this question of, do I feel called to step into politics right now with other people who are as serious about service and as serious about that question as you are? Fantastic. Can you, can you share and are there any examples or case studies of people that are currently in office or have been in office after going through your program? Absolutely. I mean, we've had multiple people uh, run for Congress. Uh, Aaron Scheinberg is one ran in West Virginia. Um, and we've, we have multiple candidates that we've worked with at, at lower levels. Um, mm -hmm. 
a candidate named Mika Elugardo just won in Jamaica Plain in Boston. JP. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I don't have the list in front of me, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and, and that's but, okay. I'm just yeah. curious, you know, is it people from like, you know, like a town selectman to a mayor or, you know. So we support folks all the way from, you know, school board through city council, through state rep, all the way up to Congress. Great. Great. So, okay. Got it. So I'm, I'm starting to get the landscape here of what you guys are up to. Um, I, I think, I mean, I, could, I couldn't be more aligned with servant leadership being making a tremendous impact in politics. Um, what does it look like? You know, what does this look like going forward? You know, what's your vision five, 10 years down the road? Sure. Well, you know, in one very concrete sense for participants of our Answering the Call program who emerge with real clarity that they want to run, we have a follow-up program called Foundations, which invites them to go even deeper into some really important inner work around clarifying their values and their mission and their shadow mission. We invite them to kind of confront the, the dark parts of themselves that uh, we don't always like to confront in ourselves, but we think that's an important part of preparing to step into politics. And we have people um, pull together all their network data. So we've thought a lot about how do we really set people up for success to do all the prep work they need so that they can get to the starting line of their campaign as as ready to go as they possibly can and as set up for success as they can be. So we have those additional uh, follow-ups and supports. And, you know, we're just getting started. We're, you know, this part of the organization is two years old. We envision, uh, you know, 20 by 20, can we get 20 servant leaders in Congress by 2020 and really have a critical mass of these servant leaders who show up with just a level of courage and empathy and integrity that is uh, different from the norm right now. And we think we can really start to shift the culture of politics at the national level. And I'll also say we're building a pipeline. We know that 50% of folks who end up in Congress start at the state level or the city council level. So we're really intent on building a whole pipeline across the country. We're working nationally to just get more of the more of these servant leaders into politics and start to shift the culture of our politics at every level. Love it. What are, you know, I guess two questions. One is, you know, what are the challenges you guys face? And then how do you, you know, how do you keep this nonpartisan? Sure. Well, you know, the, in terms of the challenge, it's kind of fascinating. There is a, a challenge that we have seen come up again and again for these individual servant leaders who step into this, which is servant leaders, we, re, we really think they're in the world as people who are about serving the community, serving the mission, not about, I want the spotlight, I want the, you know, I want this to be about me. They're very used to um, working towards things and, and and not being at the center. And we have found a challenge that comes up again and again is for servant leaders to step into politics means to put themselves at the center of, uh, you know, an effort in a way that is really unusual and kind of uncomfortable for a lot of servant leaders uh, to suddenly have your name be on the, you know, your name be on the ballot, your name be on the street signs, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, it's a very uncomfortable thing for people who are used to serving and not being in the spotlight. And part of what we do is helping people kind of understand how to step into that space while recognizing that even though, you know, your name is out there, 
in a in a much more direct way, in a much more central way, you're also really just bringing a certain set of values into the world. And your campaign is about kind of being a vessel for a set of values and helping people do that inner work to get over the the barrier of just being willing to step up as a candidate in a way that's very different and, and challenging for servant leaders is something we uh, talk about a lot. It's what ends up coming up a lot in these spaces and answering the call. So um, that's a key challenge. Um, sure. Clearly, how, I guess uh, another thing, you know, is how are, how are you guys funded? How are, how are the people coming through the program? You know, who pays for this? Sure. Well, we have a bunch of individual donors from both sides of the political spectrum who support our work. And, you know, I should also say, uh, in terms of the bipartisan issue, I realized that, that was the question that I forgot about there. Um, you know, we recognize that service has always been a bipartisan issue. This has never, service has never been something owned by one party, you know, people from both, from all parties stormed the beach at Normandy and, um, you know, uh, served in Iraq and in Afghanistan. We know that people from every party serve on the front lines in our schools with Teach for America, with City Year, with AmeriCorps. This has never been uh, a partisan issue. And actually people who have served learn what it's like to work together and achieve a mission and serve a community while working on a team with people from different backgrounds. And it's actually a, a, um, a comfortable place for people to connect around their shared commitment to service. And no doubt there are some policy, there different approaches to policy, but there is a commitment to country first. We need to honor uh, the other and recognize that we're all Americans and we need to be able to work together to actually solve the problems that our country faces. And it's actually, um, a, people have found really respectful, genuine connections across lines of political difference in this space in a way that's very unusual in our country right now. Couldn't, I mean, uh, I couldn't agree more that, you know, service being a common bond, it, it, it from what I've experienced, it tends to have people put their agendas to the wayside and put mission yeah. first. Um, yeah, you know, exactly. this example is, you know, putting country yes. first. Um, you know, but obviously that's one of the things you probably come up against is, you know, okay, how is this being funded? Where is this being funded? Is it being funded by the left, by the right? Or is it individuals? You know, everyone kind of has their personal agenda. Um, it sounds like, though, you're having individual donors do most of the heavy lifting. Correct. Correct. We do have some foundation support, mostly individual donors. We have more and more foundations interested in, in us. Very exciting. I can share the news that Emily Cherniak, our founder, was just this week uh, listed on the Politico 50, so among the 50 people having the greatest influence in politics, and that just came out this week, so that's very exciting. So we're continuing to grow the community of donors and supporters who are interested in, in helping us in this mission. Fantastic. Where where can we find you guys, Max, and, and what does our audience need to know? Sure. Well, you can find us at newpoliticsacademy.org. And again, our flagship leadership development program, Answering the Call, is launching in the fall, and our application process is currently open. Um, 
now all the way through October 5th. So we are uh, running the program in San Diego plus 17 other cities plus online virtual programs. If you are a servant leader, if you have served in the military or in civilian programs like Peace Corps or AmeriCorps or another related long-term civilian service experience, and you are looking at our current politics and you are hearing a voice in your soul asking, should I be stepping up right now at this critical moment for this country? This program is for you. You don't have to be clear that you want to run. You have to be asking. You have to have this question be alive for you. And if it is, I hope you apply before October 5th. It's only a $50 registration fee. And on our website, you will find logistics. So you can see the exact dates and times when uh, this five session program will be happening in your community. And I hope you'll check us out. Uh, if, if that description sounds like you, and I also hope you'll spread the word if there's anybody in your network who fits this description. We know there's a lot of servant leaders out there and we just want them all to know that this program is there if they are really grappling with this question and want to give it some time and attention. Max, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for being in the Rise Up Network. I love what New Politics Leadership Academy is doing. Uh, you know, I can't think of a better pathway um, for politics than have servant leaders to actually get involved. Um, you know, coming from a person who's been a servant leader for many years and going through different programs, I believe in service um, at the core of it. And I said, I love what you guys stand for. We're looking forward to sharing what you guys are up to. I'm so glad that the program Answering the Call is coming out here in San Diego um, in the next month. So, folks, if you're interested in that at all, as Max said, you know, go to newpoliticsleadershipacademy.org for more information. Um, and just we will support you any way we can. So thank you for being with us. And folks, remember as always, continue to rise up. <laughs>